Hey, Buzzheads, welcome to the 70s Buzz Podcast. I'm Curtis Tucker. And I'm Todd Wheeler, bringing you our memories, or lack thereof, of growing up in the 70s. We are not a history podcast. We just want you guys to know that. Sometimes we get things wrong, and if you listen to us long enough, you're going to be screaming at your device trying to give us the right answers. Listen up as we recount growing up in the Midwest and our unique experience. Go to 70sbuzz.com for more info and leave us your thoughts. Let us know if you guys have any show ideas, if you'd like us to uh, get you on as an advertiser. And don't forget, please leave us reviews on your favorite podcasting apps. Now, you know this guy from how How you know this guy? Back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the mid-2000s, like around 2005, 2006, I was starting some blogs. Blogging had become big, and so I started CurtisTucker.com, and basically what I was doing was talking about uh, my life in the 70s, growing up in the 70s, like we do on this show. Oh, and why do we do that on this show? Because... <laughs> It was the greatest decade known to man. Okay, we had to get that in there. So glad we got that in there. So, so anyway, so I had this blog about growing up in the '70s, and then this guy living in Oklahoma, yeah, I was doing that here, and then this guy from Washington State was thinking the same thing, but instead of doing a blog, he wrote a book called My '70s Book. And then I think he was looking to promote it, so he was searching out all of the websites and blogs and things about 70. So he contacted me, sent me a copy of his book, um, and we just kind of stayed in touch for several years. And then I kind of lost, I kind of let that part of that website shut down. And uh, years, 10 years have gone by, and you and I have started the 70s Buzz podcast. And so now we're going to get uh, Daryl Sherman on the show to talk about his My 70s book. Yeah, he should be calling in anytime now. From Washington State. Washington State. It's, uh, he's uh, two hours behind us, ahead of us, ahead. behind us. How does that work? He's, uh, he's behind us because it's, it's just, yeah, he's behind us. Yeah, we're ahead. Of, we're, yeah, we're in yeah, his future. So, so don't, whatever, don't tell him what whatever he says, <laughs> we're not going to be able to hear for two hours. <laughs> well, Isn't that how that works? Yeah, you know, sound travels at the speed of light. Yeah. No. You know. Hey, speaking of which. Wow, that's pretty good timing. Hello? Hello, this is Daryl. Daryl, how are you? Good, how are you? Hey, good. This is Curtis Tucker and my partner in crime here on the 70s Buzz, Todd Wheeler. Hello, Daryl. Hey, can you hear us? I'm sorry, what what was your name? Uh, My name's Todd Wheeler. Todd Wheeler. Yeah, can you hear us okay? Uh, Yes, more or less. (laughs) Well, you are on a yeah. It is a it is a phone, phone interview, a phone thingy, phone yeah. thingy. Yep. Well, great. So, um, so how's the weather up there in Washington State? It is actually starting to get cold, uh, like in the mid twenties at night. Oh, so we're waking up to frosty mornings, and uh, very glad I blew out my irrigation lines over the weekend because I don't want to deal with frozen pipes. <laughs> oh yeah. 
what what it has been pretty clear and pretty nice out. What part of the state are you are you from up there? Uh, north. Uh, let's see, eastern Washington, northeastern Washington. Okay, so you... Um, actually, I take that back, southeastern Washington. Coleman, Washington, you've heard of the Washington State Cougars, perhaps? Yeah. 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 Cool. I live I live just outside of Pullman, eight miles outside of Pullman. I see. I have, I've actually visited, um, oh, north of Seattle, uh, was it, not Bremen? Is there Bremen up there? Mount Vernon? Well, I, anyway... Um, it was. It's always warm up there on the on the coast. So you're not on the coast side. You're on the other side of the mountain range. Correct. Yeah. Over on the western side, I call the Seattle weather. I call it mono weather because you'd really have kind of rain. Not you know nine to ten months out of the year and everything, and maybe a little snow and maybe a little rain, uh, sunshine. But over here, we really have all four seasons really well defined. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Cool. Sounds awesome. like sounds like Oklahoma. So we've we've gone through um, kind of a springy warm weather, and then we just had a at least a one inch snowfall, Ugh. and then this morning it was sixteen degrees Ugh. that felt like six degrees. So oh, that was terrible. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Snow tire time. <laughs> well, no, because in about two days it's going to be back up to sixty, 60. again. Yeah, it'll be sixty no. into the week. That's Oklahoma, though. They you know they That's say fun. if you don't like the weather, wait a minute. That's what they say yeah, about it they, in exactly. Oklahoma. Yeah. Cool. So you're a child of the 70s just like us, huh? I am indeed. I was actually born in 59, so I was 11 in 1970, and then, you know, obviously 10 years older at the end of the 70s. But I consider this, you know, I was a youngest, younger kid in the six, late 60s, but definitely a child of the 70s, a product of the 70s, mind you. Yeah, so you were actually a little bit older than us, which would, which would have made your... Uh, experience of the early 70s uh, a lot more oh you know memorable than ours yeah because yeah, a lot of our activity away from home happened mid, mid to, to late, late 70s, 70s whereas the early 70s we were kind of contained because we were so young <laughs> we we kind of had to stay a little closer to the house although but, back then you really didn't have to stay too close to the house it was you know just get home before the street lights came on that exactly. that type of mentality so it's i'm wondering just how different it was being a, a kid way up north northwest of us was down here in the well that that's kind of why we have daryl on the show just yeah. to, let's talk about uh you know maybe i guess you know it sounds like we kind of have the same weather with the, the seasons and stuff but um so did you guys have that that kind of freedom that we felt down here in oklahoma where we literally could leave the house and be gone eight hours and our parents were okay with that as long as we were home by dark we absolutely had that exact same freedom. In fact, I was in preparation for this. I was thumbing through my book <laughs> and uh, recalled some of the things I wrote in there. And that's exactly it. I mean, we would, we'd have whole days that would be a bike ride. There'd be four or five or six of us. And yeah. we'd have our bikes, you know, our stingrays. And uh, oh. we'd pack some sort of a lunch and a backpack. And uh, we would take off and we'd have destinations throughout the whole day that we're going to go, you know, and play over here and play in the water there and throw the frisbee there and. And uh, you know we might we might pedal 20 miles or something like that, but spend the whole day doing it. And yeah, as long as we're back before the streetlights come on, you know that was cool. And certainly we had no other way to communicate. It's not like we yeah got on the cell phone and said, hey, we're on our way. We, just, <laughs> yeah. we it, were gone. It is so weird to think of that that our parents literally could not have gotten a hold of us had they needed to. Well, yeah, no way of no no way of knowing. So real quick, uh, exactly. what like what's the population size of your your city that you grew up in? Well, I actually grew up in Seattle, North Seattle. Okay, a place called Richmond Beach, just south of Edmonds. Edmonds, uh, so that's about, where I've been. About, 
Okay, yeah. So about 10 miles south of, um, excuse me, 10 miles north of Pullman. But very, very suburbia, you know, just uh, homes that were, you know, just tracts of homes. And, and like I mentioned in my book, I grew up uh, just above the Puget Sound. So we spent a lot of water, a lot of time down playing in the water and, you know, playing on the train tracks and uh, things like that. And it was uh, um, the population, Richmond Beach was not incorporated at that time. And, and we consider ourselves Seattleites, but basically, um, you know, the area there was, uh, you know, I, I guess I don't know <laughs> what the actual population was. I didn't take time to count people back then. Yeah, so you were south of Everett then, weren't you? Yeah, south of Everett, and like I say, north of Seattle. Yeah. Um, and and actually, a very pretty area. We very pretty. My folks' home. Uh, we look over the Puget Sound, so we had a full view of the uh, Olympics, which are the mountain oh, range nice. out on the Olympic Peninsula. And then behind us were the Cascades. You couldn't see them from our house, but uh, very beautiful area. Yeah. Yeah, and trees. I mean, the trees. Yeah. You, you go to around here, where we don't have a lot, a whole lot of trees. You go to Colorado, you think there's a lot of trees. I thought Colorado had a lot of trees till I went to Washington State. You can't. <laughs> you cannot extend your arms sideways and walk in the backyard without hitting a tree. Yeah. See, we we are very our, very true. Yeah, our yeah, experience we, growing up was we we almost lived on an island because <laughs> our our city was probably what forty five thousand. Yeah. In the seventies, maybe forty forty five thousand, and it was a city by itself. We were the largest city in Northwest Oklahoma, which is flat with very few trees. And so we weren't part of a bigger. We were the big, yeah, the big city. Yeah, and we, so, there wasn't we, sure. our suburbs were like two thousand people. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but wow. But you know, that's the way it was. Yeah. <laughs> very. It was very cool. Lots of bicycle riding. Lots of we. You know, we kind of made our own fun. Got in a little trouble every once in a while. We water, had water balloons. Yeah, the cool thing about living <laughs> one one of the coolest things that we remember is living in Oklahoma and in Enid. We had a huge flood in 73 and because it's so flat, you have to figure out ways of getting the water away from people's homes and so we have a lot of underground water, what do you call drainage. that? Drainage. Drainage. And so we would always find the entrances to those and spend many an hour climbing through these tunnels and and tubes and things all under the city. We didn't know where they went, but we would climb in them and, and you know, get lost. We'd, we'd always figure out how to get back out, but uh, spend time in these underground tunnels. Now, if, if you'd seen the movie It at the, yeah. back then, you would not have done that now because that's exactly what they did in right. It. Very scary. Were, the, were they tall enough to stand up in when you were walking, or were you kind of crawling? Well, it, the way that it happened is usually an entrance was at a, at a creek, and so it was usually you could enter by standing up. Maybe you had to squat, just bent over a little bit, but then as you got, you know, maybe 100 feet into it, then it would turn into round, smaller tunnels and, and tubings. Well, we were, you know, of course, we were in uh, grade school and junior high, and so it was easy to crawl on our hands and knees. And, and it was usually those ribbed um, tunnels. And, and so uh-huh. it, basically the further you went, the, the smaller the openings got. We must have been really bored. <laughs> I mean, really, that's crawling out a dark, wet hole, no telling what's in there. Well, that's what kids. That's what we did. Hey, you know, you know, just just as a testament to the seventies. You know, you guys had a lot of fun experiences and learned a lot more doing that than sitting down playing a Game Boy. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have traded. And then you know, we had a creek that fed into it, and it was called Boggy Creek, mm-hmm. and it had tadpoles. So we would get in the creek and and you know take tadpoles home and. 
Um, go tadpole hunting. Go tadpole hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Just the whole the whole experience. Now, did you guys? Exactly. Did any of your friends have a trampoline back in the day? You know, we we none of them did. No one that we knew had one, so you know, I never got a chance to jump on one. Oh man! Abandoned, like I'm sure you guys sounds like you might have, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. What happened to us was we had a our our third best friend moved to Enid, Oklahoma. When I was, we were all in the sixth grade. He came from Kansas, and he literally thinking about it. I don't think I knew anybody else in town that had a trampoline. There could have been a kid that we didn't know that might have had a trampoline, but he oh. literally was the only kid in school that had a trampoline. And so we definitely congregated to his house and became best friends. Yeah, and it, was not, it wasn't like a normal trampoline or it wasn't like a cheap trampoline you buy at Walmart today. It was like the high-dollar rectangular, like, I don't, yeah. know, I don't want to say Olympic type, but it was... It was a nice heavy-duty trampoline. Yeah. And, of course, back in those days, they didn't have netting. And so <laughs> they didn't cover the springs. Springs were all exposed. Yeah, well, it, at one, at, when we first got it, it had padding on it, oh. but the padding didn't last long. Yeah, and I remember we had to take it down in, at the end of the season and fold it up and put it up. Yeah. Not yeah. that right. But we, we spent hours. We, we created a game called Trampoline Dodgeball. And so basically, <laughs> you know, you'd have one kid on each side of the trampoline with a, a regular dodgeball, and uh, you just tried to pelt the guy on the trampoline. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. It was a lot of fun. And if the if the guy on the trampoline caught it, that kid had to get out of line and a new kid got to throw. But if you hit him, you got to go and on so so you were trying to get on the trampoline to get beamed by the ball for some weird reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm 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 assuming you guys had normal dodgeball up there back in the day. Yeah. Mainly played that at school, didn't play it much on we for me, outside of school, we did a lot of um, uh, sand lot. Well, I guess vacant lot baseball games and soccer games, and uh, oh yeah, uh, some some football. But we mainly we didn't we didn't have dodgeball that we played out. You know that we didn't play when we were in school. Yeah, because we you couldn't get those balls. It was like well, a school thing. Well, unless you stole. Sh- shall one. I tell a story? Oh, you should. Shall oh yes. Yeah, I'll quit trying to clip there. So what we would and I hate to admit this. But this was in sixth grade. What we would do is, you know, of course, we'd go outside on the playground to play dodgeball. And we had a one-story elementary school in the area that was next to where we played dodgeball. So what we would do is every now and then we would kick a dodgeball onto the roof and then run to the teacher and say, hey, you know, we accidentally kicked it up on the roof. And they would go, they would go get us another one and we'd continue to play. Well, at night when nobody was there... <laughs> We found a pole in the back that we could climb up, and we would get on the roof. And I kid you not, we would go up and clean up the dodgeballs and take them home. And that's that's where we got our dodgeballs. I, I hate to admit that, but that's what we did. Heathen. Hey, way to be resourceful. That's awesome. Well, illegal and dangerous, and yeah. and illegal but awesome. Yeah, but and dangerous climbing up a dang pole up the side of a building. Yeah, and it was the electrical pole, too, <laughs> which we didn't, you know, we weren't thinking much about at the time. It was just something that you could grab onto and climb up the wall. Yeah, there's balls up there. You got to go get those balls. got to get the balls. So so what's funny is my the friend that we used to do that with actually comes back to Enid every now and then. He's since moved away, and we thought about going and buying a couple of dozen of those dodgeballs and donating them to the school <laughs> and telling the teacher or the principal what we had done as, as kids. <laughs> um, we we haven't done it yet, but I think we should. We know the dodgeballs of today are totally different than the dodgeballs back in the seventies. 
Yeah. I mean, now they're like soft, and you can barely throw them, and they don't go straight. And if they hit you, you feel like it feels like a powder puff or something. They're not that right, sc- right. Yeah, it's not that that bing that you got when you got beaned in the face and left a mark. Did you guys, did you guys have pine cone? Well, you didn't have as many trees. Did you have pine cone fights when you were kids? You know, we we had one kid that had he had a real fancy house. It, basically, it was a mansion. And because the people that built the house were so rich, they had some cedar trees put in, and they were literally the only cedar trees in probably almost the whole neighborhood. So he did have some pine cones. So we did get into some pine, pine cone, cone fights. fights yeah. yeah, it was Brendan. Brendan, Brendan Hedges. Hedges. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the dirt clod fights. Oh yeah, lots oh, of dirt clod fights. We had those all the time up here. You know, it's one thing to throw the pine cones when they're drying open, but we always. But for the green ones, we call oh, them zingers. Yeah. I tell you what, one of those hits you, it's like getting hit with a rock. I bet, could you like spiral those? Because they're kind of football shaped. At they one kind end. of are. <laughs> I just know that they, they hurt a lot when they hit because they yeah. were so spiky. Yeah. They were green and hard. and. <laughs> God. But we had fun doing it. Yeah, Gosh. isn't it funny how we hurt each other so much, but it was, that was the, like the fun? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it, it was so cool to go to a, a house being built because there's always piles of dirt, and you could you know get the good dirt clods, and be on one you know if, it was really cool if you had like two houses being built and like you're over behind that mound of dirt and we're over behind this mound of dirt and you're just lobbing back and forth at each other. Yeah, and the, the thing about Oklahoma is we have kind of red clay dirt in a lot of areas, so we have some pretty damn good dirt clods. Yeah, and they would hurt. Yeah, they you could whiz me just like the pine, the green pine cones. Yeah. Zinger, I never, yeah. Now, did you guys, were you guys mischievous, like weekend nights and stuff, like throwing snowballs or eggs at cars? Did you guys ever do anything like that? Um, I myself was not. I was kind of a goody two shoes. Oh, my kid. goodness. Um, he was in the band. I know, I know. Hey, somebody had to do it, you uh, know, then that's... I got made fun of for it. But... <laughs> so he'd be like Staten. Well, no, Staten went on some excursions with that. We, um... we were, we were not like arrestable bad kids like we <laughs> but we were pretty treacherous we we threw dozens and dozens of eggs at cars oh gosh and and oh, then yeah. we again that friend that had the the mansion it was a three-story mansion on a main street too on a four which actually almost looked like a six-lane street but on the second floor you could get out on his balcony and on a snow day there was enough snow on the second balcony that we could make snowballs, and we would just pelt cars as they cruise by. I don't know what we ever thought that why they. I guess because we usually missed them. Yeah. You know, had we hit one, they probably would have stopped, and we'd yeah. have been in big right. trouble. Yeah. Right. We used to when um, we there's a lot of Indian reservations here in the Northwest, and um, we have a cabin up in Bellingham, and so we would go up there all the time, and we'd get you know fireworks that were legal on the on the reservation, of course, we take them home with us, too. <laughs> and the one thing we did, and I was a little older, well, I was probably in my early teens by then, maybe even mid-teens, but our neighbors got some also, and so we would have bottle rocket fights. Oh, where we yeah. Would, at night. Roman candles. We would just yeah. shoot bottle rockets over the fence at each other. Oh, and, yeah. You know, and, oh, you got me. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Roman candle fights, we used to do those. Yep, yep. See, Todd, at Todd's house, he, his family would have the 4th of July party. It was my mom's birthday. And everybody would go to Todd's house, and, and they would buy a whole bunch of fireworks. And, and literally, back in that day, our parents never really, I mean, <laughs> they would sit there and watch us shoot Roman candles at each other. Yeah, and this was in town, uh-huh. city limits. Yeah. Yep. But the thing about Todd is he lived on a street that was a dirt street. Dead end. And it was kind of a dead end. So even though we were in town, 
we didn't get a lot of recognition. I mean, we, no. we got away with a lot of stuff yeah. at his house. Yeah, still do. <laughs> so your, your, your house was kind of the go-to house. And his dad, at one point, dug a pond out back. So we had a pond that we used to actually go jump in. I can't believe we'd jump in that thing looking at it now. Ugh, yeah, yeah. I actually still live there. <laughs> I still live wow. at home. Uh, I inherited it from my father, so <laughs> it's home. Yeah. Anytime you come to Oklahoma, come to buy. We'll throw you in the pond. Well, yeah. Give you give you. Uh, another thing. One of the thing, and I think we we did a whole episode on it. Is when we were all of our gang, and that was I think that's what was so cool about the seventies is we all kind of had gangs. You know, like yep. four to six to eight of us, where we'd always get together and go do something around the neighborhood. Whereas I don't see that anymore. But we made up a game. And we called it Musklins, but it was a combination of kick the can, tag, and hide and go seek. Did you guys ever make up your own outdoor games and stuff? Um, boy, that's a good one. I don't, I don't recall that we did. I mean, we played the the staples like kick the can and things like that, but I don't recall making up any games. No. Okay, you'll have to if you get a chance listen to uh that episode of us and like i said it, it became such a huge deal and we would literally in the summer play it every single night and and so it was basically like to kick the can but rather than kicking the can you'd have people one person on base and you had to hold hands and if one of the people that was free came by and touched anybody in that chain everybody was free again and the two people that were it had to go catch them again and so uh-huh. it, it was literally a, a combination of tag Hide and go seek and kick the can, and we called it. I don't know who ever named it, but it, we called it Musclins, and hmm. um, <laughs> we just literally, to this day, we still talk about it. You know that how much fun That's we great. had playing that game. I never got to play that game. Yeah, you that was gotta, right. Um, you ought to go ahead and patent that, you know, and put it into a box and <laughs> make a million. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've thought about doing a movie about it. Really, no. I thought I think a, a movie would be fun, just to bring back those old '70s memories and maybe center them yeah. around that that game or something. Yeah. Well, that kind of uh, when you wrote the book. So, what prompted you to write the book? Um, well, I uh, about the time I guess I was about forty-five or so at the time when I first started thinking about it. But um, it was just just a pivotal part, time time in life when I started hearing hearing and noticing how things were really kind of different from when I was a kid, you know, and, and, uh, there'd be, I mean, I guess my daughter was probably about oh, 10 or 11 at that time, 12, something like that. I can't remember, but the, what ha- what happened is I'd be, uh, be hanging around with friends and we all, you know, we'd say, Hey, did you see that they have this thing right now? And you know, our, our standard line was, we didn't have that when I was a kid, sure. you know, it's yeah. like, and when I was a kid, we used to have to walk to school. Yeah. We used to have to, you know, if I, if we wanted to turn the channel on TV, we'd have to get up. You know, when I was a kid. So, <laughs> so honestly, and I kind of say this in the forward of my book, but the we kept having these conversations. And of course, you know, once you start having these, then then you think about it when you're away from your friends. You back, get back together. Oh, and I thought about this and this. So, yeah. you know, I kind of ended up amassing this little collection of notes about things I'd said and others had said, and I started to realize, you know. Maybe I can make something out of this. And then I, I realized this. If I was to walk into a bookstore, I'm not a book reader, and again, it says it on my book, I'm not a book reader at all. And, but if I were to walk into a bookstore and see a book that said, hey, this is all about the 70s, you know, and I would pick it up and thumb through it, just being who I am. And uh, so I thought, you know, if, if I would pick this up, pick up a book and thumb through it, maybe someone might enjoy 
some all the people who are my age, which there are many of us, yeah, and who are all in this same boat of getting older and realizing that hey, things were great when we were kids, you know, uh, y'all might enjoy seeing something like this and and reading it and reminiscing and thinking how good things were back then and. And I, I'm not to poo-poo so much today. I mean, my book kind of comes across a little bit like that, like, you know, kids are spoiled and today, blah, blah, blah. But Mine are. the bottom line is I just really, the more and more I wrote it and all my research I did, and by research I mean talking to my friends, you know. And <laughs> sure. But everything, the more I got into it, the more I just had such an appreciation for what we had yeah. growing up that we really didn't realize that we had so much just because, it was just normal life for us back then. And the more and more I thought about it, the more I got into it, I just realized that, you know, I, I know that I really would enjoy reading this book, and I think others would too. And so I was never in my wildest dreams going to write a book. Like I said, I hardly read them, but I was uh, uh, very happy I did, and it turned out, you know, to be something I'm really really glad I was able to do. So That's cool. Yeah. yeah, what's funny is it's kind of the exact same reason we did the 70s Buzz podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, and it's funny that I, you had sent me a copy of the book. I probably in back, you know, ten years ago, and I, yep. in in a way, I'd kind of forgotten about it. And then we started up this, you know, and I'd quit doing the my seventies blog, and right. uh, had not been doing that for years and years. And then we started this podcast, and uh, we were thinking, well, we ought to get some people on the show and interview them. And then the first, I mean, literally, the first thing I thought of was, hey, there was a guy. guy that wrote a 70s book. So real <laughs> quick, just to let everybody that's listening, it's called My 70s Book by Daryl, D-A-R-R-Y-L-L Sherman. And you can basically, can you get it just anywhere? Yeah, well, you can. Use, I've got a, a website, uh, the company I, I had it published through. And it's just My 70s Book, and it's a... It's seven zero, so M Y seven zero S B O O K. My seventies book. You can go to my website. You can also get it, I think, through Amazon. Uh, but if you just type in my seventies book or Daryl Sherman, that you know, one of the things that'll probably end up getting to my one of those two sites. Perfect. Yeah. And so, if you are a regular listener of this podcast, which many people are, which many people are, <laughs> I swear you will love this book because it's literally the written version of our podcast which you can keep by your bed and open it up you know every couple of weeks and and give us give us gifts yeah they make great gifts yeah give them away as gifts to all your friends our age so uh, not not the kids i have thought about that you know it's like if i really i i really haven't done a ton of promoting or anything like that but the best time would be like just before father's day it's like what the heck do you buy your dad yeah you know it's not another tie you know one another football ticket or something it's like well this is something that you know if they were to give to their if people were to give to their fathers it's like it brings back great memories and you know ends up fostering a lot of conversation your dad can tell you stories about when he was a kid and yeah uh, and I have found also, just to throw this in there, I've, you know, many people who are younger or older than me still relate to this book because while it's called my 70s book and it focuses a lot on the, excuse me, specific 70s stuff, people who grew up in the 60s, who grew up even in the 50s, but even in the 80s, yeah. they all relate to it because it helps bring back memories they had. And some of these memories not, are not just... Uh, um, only in the seventies, they they you know they spill over into these other decades. So it's it's really a good book for uh, you know I guess many generations. Yeah, se- yeah, several decades. Yeah, and then we we run into the same problem. We'll we'll get on a subject and we'll say, now listen, we know this didn't happen 
in the 70s. It happened in the 60s, but we didn't experience it in the 60s. We experienced, you know, either the reruns or this or that in the 70s. And then the same thing with the 80s. Sometimes we'll, we'll be like, now, you know, we this is movie was in the 80s, but it was done by people that we were fond of in the same. So it's the same thing. I mean, it's it's hard to just, you know, keep everything in the 70s because it all kind of overlapped. You know, it wasn't like time, right. you know, automatically switched in, in 1970. You know, it just uh, a lot of overrun there. So, yeah, that and we tend to forget things, too. <laughs> I was tearing. Yeah, I talked to Daryl earlier this morning. I, that's one of our biggest faux pas is in our in our reviews. Is these guys don't know nothing about sports in the seventies? Well, yeah, we don't. I mean, really, we weren't sports. We guys. were not sports guys in the seventies, and so remembering right, right. sports events just is not our deal. So, yeah, we, and, we, and this is called my seventies book, and it's a lot. Of, I mean, kind of my. I blatantly say it's my memories, and you know, exactly it aligns with a lot of yours. But I've had people write back, same sort of thing. It's like that's not how that happened, or you know, what were you thinking? That's not really what what took place, and. And you got that name wrong or something. So, uh, well, you know, <laughs> I'm not there to be perfect. I'm there to have a good time and hope everyone else does as a result. Yeah, uh, yeah and you're just there to share your memories yeah. of the 70s. Exactly. So, tell us real quick, tell us what's some of the other stuff in the book, like the other chapters or some of the big um, things that people might remember that you've got in there. Um, you know, I think some of the chapters I really like on mine and in the book is talking one about just family vacations. Oh, uh-huh, uh, yeah. You know, if you think about vacations now, it's like, you know, the whole whole family gets on the airplane and flies to Disney World and spends two weeks and $5,000 and comes back. And yeah. We didn't spend $5,000 in a summer, <laughs> and that would be 50 trips driving around the whole western United States and going to a bunch of different things, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it was all riding in a station wagon. Station wagon. wagon. You know, <laughs> backwards. Backwards. Back, looking out the back, that's right. Yeah. No air conditioning, you know, and... Um, so, yeah, I talk a lot about family vacations and playing, you know, in games in the car. You know, now so oh. many people, you're driving in the car, and there's four people doing four separate things. One's driving, the other three are all on their phones. phones and doing stuff. And, you know, back then, you, you were stuck in the car with for five hours with, with your siblings, and you had to make the best of it. You know, you played games, and mm-hmm. and uh, you got along. <laughs> yeah, had to. But it was... It was, uh, you know, even relationship building time. I think that families back then had a lot more interaction and a lot more, um, you know, they did things a lot more together just because that's what we had to do. But family vacations were a great way to do that. And like I say, we didn't go fancy. We went camping a lot, you know, we went driving a lot. And uh, um, th- that type of thing, again, I just saw, see that there was a lot of value in that. You know, at the time, I didn't know that. At the time, we're just, hey, that's what we do. We go camping. Sure. But, you know, in retrospect, you see how it built us together. It gave me an appreciation for nature and, you know, gave me an ability to, to camp. You know, I, I wonder how many people can't, don't even know how to camp now, you know. Oh, yeah. My, my kids, I've got a 16 and 15-year-old girls have never been camping once in their lives. <laughs> We don't, right? Yeah, we don't even own a tent or anything anymore. Yeah, I'm a little bit better. I got, I got a camper, so... Now, Derek, your son Derek has gone camping. Oh with yeah, you, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'd, my my wife is, not, I mean, to to get me to leave a window open in our house is is an accomplishment, <laughs> and it never happens. So you know, I grew up again in the '70s where we had what we called the water cooler in the living room, and then we had fans in our windows in the bedrooms. So I grew up with windows open and all that, and my wife, you know, always had these bigger houses with central air and 
And so, you know, getting out and getting dirty and grimy is not her thing. And so, yeah, we had the attic wow. fan. We had the attic fan, and you you put your bed under the window at night, and you had your window the air. And sucked the air right oh, over. That was great. Yeah, see, we didn't have an attic fan. That would have been cool. <laughs> oh yeah, we stood still there. <laughs> but yeah, we, I, I'm remodeling the house that I grew up in, and and I'm like, you know, these things aren't very energy efficient. We should take that out. And my wife's like, no, you're leaving it in there. Makes the household dusty and. But yeah, in the spring and fall, that thing's going all the time. Yeah. Now we've Still got out. one in our yeah. new house. Oh, you do? Yeah. I guarantee it never comes on. Only only when she's not home. I turn it on every now and then. <laughs> I mean, literally in the sometimes it gets warmer or colder like if it's the Tim she, she likes to keep the house really cold. And so sometimes when they're gone for a weekend, I'll fire that up and open the window so warm air will come in and warm it up. Uh, you know, talking about riding in the cars a while ago, I remember being a kid thinking, what is this thing poking out of the seat? Oh, the, the seat belt. Seat belt. We never wore seat belts. Oh, yeah. no. Remember the, remember the hump in the back? Yeah. Because Staten and I would go on yeah. trips and one of us would sleep. You know, long ways on the back seat, and the other one would have to sleep on the floor yeah. where that hump was. <laughs> but it was always it was always cool because yeah. I love sleeping on that hump because the floor was always warm because of the friction uh-huh. of and all the stuff. And then you could hear, hear the hum yeah. of the car. Man, it was yeah. the best sleeping ever. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> of course, you know, yeah, we did that while the car was driving. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'd be you'd be thrown in jail to do that today. Well, yeah, and our parents would be smoking in the car. And oh the window, yeah, you know. Windows. Oh, I hated that. I yeah. hated that. Like, please, can you crack a window? Shut up. <laughs> Slap. <laughs> Whack. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get slapped, but mom threatened. Boy, she don't make me put, don't make me stop this car. She'd oh, say. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's funny because oh, yeah. you you see the comedies these days. But that's what our parents really said back then. <laughs> yep, exactly. It oh, is. How funny. Did you guys do uh, roadside lunches when you were, um, you know, tailgate lunches when you were traveling like that? No, because if you look at a map where we are right now, there really wasn't anywhere to go to. Okay. I mean, I was 10 years old before I went on a family vacation. We went oh, wow. to Yeah, we went to visit some friends in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. And I remember they were friends that used to live here in, uh, in the same town, and they moved away. And I remember one summer, my mom is at the, like the end of the school year. My mom's like, "Hey, we're gonna go see you know Janet and Bill," and you know, and I'm like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, well, "We're gonna go. We're gonna leave." I'm like, "What do you mean we're gonna leave?" Like, yeah, we're gonna go on a vacation. I'm like, "What's a vacation?" You know, I we we just we just didn't go anywhere till. Like I said, I was at least 10, I was 10 years old. I was 73. Yeah. And see, I was in the same boat. My mom was, my mom and dad got divorced when I was probably about five or six. And so my mom, you know, worked two jobs to, you know, pay for everything. Cause my dad didn't, once my dad left, I never saw him again ever. And so we didn't get any financial support or anything from me. So my mom was always working. And so it wasn't until Staten moved to Enid in sixth grade, and yep. he was in. Luckily, he was an only child. Staten was the friend with the trampoline. By the way. Yeah, he was the one with the trampoline, and so they uh-huh. kind of somewhat adopted me because he was a single child, and they would go on vacations and not want him to be alone. And yeah. so I got to go on all their vacations, oh, and wow. and so um, so I don't I don't think me and my f- mom and sister ever went on a vacation <laughs> ever. <laughs> I mean, literally, I don't... I you don't didn't think... want to go on a vacation with Connie. No, I grew up... Yeah, me and my sister... Here, here's something, a little-known fact about me that I think some of you out there will find really enlightening. 
I my sister was born <laughs> in January of 1962. I was born in December of 1962. Yeah. So we basically grew up as twins that weren't twins. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And they constantly fought. Yeah, we fought a lot. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't fight with my brothers and sisters because I was the baby and. I was I was quite a bit. You know, I was four years younger than the next sibling, and my oldest brother was nine years older, and he would just beat me up. It wasn't a fight; it would just beat me up. But you know, I, I remember him torturing us. You know, sitting on top of us, doing you know thumping the chest, yeah, and then doing the little spit thing where it would come down. Yeah, he'd yeah. suck it back up, and I would be and he'd have my arms pinned down between his legs, and he, I'd be screaming, "Mom, mom, get brother!" And she'd be like. Get off your little brother. You know, it was, yeah. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Good, so, so what did you grow up with, Daryl, as far as brothers and sisters? Um, I have two older sisters, so they were seven and five years older than me. Oh, wow. And then I had a brother two years younger. Oh, wow. So we kind of had, even though we all grew up and we were doing really well as kids together, as they got older, they kind of, you know, they weren't as much involved. So my brother and I were very close, are very close, and we did everything together and still do, you know. I mean, we actually live, he still lives in the Seattle area, and I'm about 300 miles away over in eastern Washington here. So we see each other uh, a lot. But, uh, yeah, we, I even said in my book, you know, he's the other half of all these memories because, you know, I did, he and I did everything together. And, and I did the same thing. I tortured him a bit, you know, not terribly, <laughs> but. <laughs> That's just normal. I really love torture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, by the way, the picture you have on your website of you and the the white bell bottoms and the and the is that a trumpet? Yeah, that's that's my ninth grade uh, outfit. So Einstein Junior High. I'm pl- holding that's our sweater. Oh, that I'm is classic. Einstein. Yeah. That's what the E's for. <laughs> I was going to ask you what the E stood you know, for. You can't see my shoes very well, but I've got platform shoes on. Oh yeah, I can see them. Oh, I platform shoes. Oh, I blow. Yeah, I'm blowing them up right now. Oh, those are so sweet. Cool. Yeah. yeah, you were you were rocking it, dude, with the bell bottoms and see. So you would have wear that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I wish I could. I, you know, I I've, I've often said to Curtis, I wish I could still get bell bottoms. Yeah, I'd wear them today. But yeah, this is this is one <laughs> '70s cat, Mr. Todd Wheeler, that would be wearing bell bottoms exactly, today if he yeah. could. Yeah, getting caught in my bicycle yeah. chain and everything. Oh, that That's was the right. best. Right. <laughs> <laughs> always had that one that had grease all Damn over it. Damn grease stains on, yeah, on that one bell bottom. Oh, man. Good times. What a, what a decade. Those All you people out there that didn't make it in the 70s, you're, you still know what you're missing. It That's was, right. It was good times. What else? What else? So, what else? well, music-wise, what did you guys like oh. to listen to up in Washington in the 70s? I'm sorry, what was the question? M- music. What did you guys like to listen to music-wise? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, first I have to say the the quintessential experience was, of course, having an album, putting the vinyl out of the album, Mm -hmm. putting the album on the record player and putting the needle down and then, you know, sitting around listening to the music Mm -hmm. and looking at the liners, you know. And the artwork, yeah. Being part of that group for that, that you could, you know. So, yeah, we were into the Beatles and to, uh, um, uh, you know, Paul, how... I can't remember them all, but there's, you know, Paul Simon and Garfunkel mm-hmm. and and Styx. I guess Styx was more of the 80s, but um, uh, I, I can't think of them off the top of my head. But you name them. We, we listened to all the pop, really pop rock. Not too much the heavy stuff, you know, but all the popular stuff. <laughs> Elton John, Billy Joel, yeah, you know, yeah, those type yeah. of things. A lot of good music, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think we, we were a little more into, I, I guess you'd almost classify it Southern rock. You know, we're yeah. talking like Leonard Skinner, Kansas. 38 Special. Ario Speedwagon. Thin Lazy. Yeah. We actually, I was all into all those too. I really just couldn't come up with the names. You name them, I think I was probably oh, yeah. into them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Curtis and State and I, we actually had a garage band back in, back in the day. Did you? Oh, yeah. And we played every garage in town, and that was about it. <laughs> the best garage band there ever wasn't. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so so oh. I hate to even admit to what our names were. I, I wish, oh, I, wish, it was a, I liked it. it was I a, hated our names. I wish we had cool names like they do today. But we had the worst band names. No. What was it? What was it? Tell them. Okay, first of all, the band started out as Rossinante. And I, that was a that was a character in a. It was a horse. The horse's name in Don Quixote. Don Quixote. Okay. So, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and we didn't keep that very long. So so it was it was spelled R O C something, and so people would look at it and say Rock and Nanty. What's Rock and Nanty? Yeah. So we quickly we quickly discarded that and went with uh, Reality. We were now Reality. I kind of like that's liked. a cool name for a band because we, we we were definitely the now as far as being good kids. We were not druggies. Oh no! no so we we didn't. So we 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 wrote a song, and we wrote our own songs. Yeah. Um, we cool. wrote a song, "The Train to Reality," and it was about not having to have drugs to have a good time, and and so that was the name oh, yeah. of our band was Reality. Yeah. That's our, cool. Our little motto was, uh, what was it? Reality is for people who drugs are for. Yeah, I can't remember uh, what it was. Something drugs are for people that can't handle reality or something like that or yeah. or vice the other way around. I don't know. Anyway, it was yeah. It was and and, and we spent and, and it, it, I never understood because we always played most of the time we played in my house and my parents let us and we had we had huge PA systems. They never complained. And we were loud and terrible and awful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like I was like, I guess mom and dad don't care. They don't say nothing. And, you know, and years later we realized that we weren't on the streets and we weren't out, you know, doing, they knew where we were. Right. Uh, Cause right. at that time we were old enough to drive and, yeah. and we could have gone and done anything and, you know, been anywhere, but yeah, it was, it was amazing. So I think they appreciated so us. Cool. I, I, I'm a musician. I play keyboard and I sing and do things like that, but I was never involved in the band. But I've, well, when I take that back, I mean, I've been involved in our in our church, and we've done quite a few things there. And it's not just a you know an old fashioned church is pretty, uh, you know, happening. But if I can use that word, <laughs> but so I've you know I've enjoyed that. But I've always wanted to do it when I was a kid too, because I wanted to emulate you know uh, the rock and roll bands back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Kansas was our our main band, and we actually did. Uh, we we did carry on Norwood Sun. That was like our our signature song. Yeah, it was tough. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and I just have to tell you, too, they were here in Pullman. So Pullman, even though it's a small town, it's a big university, so we draw big names, well, relatively big names every now and then. Kansas was here about five years ago, and my friend and I went and got front row seats. Cool. Oh, awesome. Them perform. And I tell you what, they sound just as good as they did back then. Just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we love those guys. And, you know, we saw them so many times. We'd see them before and after concerts, and, and we've had conversations with some of them. <laughs> um, I was gonna. Wow. I had a point. Um, God, now I've I've lost it. Point uh, two. I don't know. I was gonna bring up something and uh, the band. Yeah, so it was something about the band. Anyway, Our band. Yeah, it'll come back to me. Oh, but yeah, uh, yeah the band didn't make it. No, <laughs> yeah, we kind of had to disband. But it, yeah, we, I mean, we literally had the big keyboard and the PA system, and 
We went all out. We, well, just we had never, lights. We just never played anywhere. We yeah, had we, smoke. We um, had fire po- uh, pots. Uh, flash yeah. pots. Flash pots. And it's a wonder we were in the band. There was four, five of us. Five, yeah. Yeah. It was your, wow. your typical five member band. Yeah. yeah. Keyboard, bass, lead, rhythm, and drums. That's so awesome. Yeah, we and we all still stay in touch. Oh, that was it. It was our so so about probably 1979 around there we had a friend in high school that was a photographer named Joe Hearth and we wanted to get the band picture oh, done. Oh yeah. So we went out to this field that looked kind of like a marijuana field. It wasn't, but it, it, it you know, from from the shot, it was a black and white shot. It kind of yeah. looked and so we all stood there in kind of a Kansas Boston sticks looking pose and he took a whole photo shoot of us. And I mean, those have got to be the most classic coolest pictures that we will post on Facebook every now and then. And people just croak. Cause I had hair. I mean, I had long hair down to my past we all my neck. We all, and you know, now I'm completely bald. And um, I mean, we just, we literally did. We looked the part, especially during that photo shoot. Yeah. Except Kyle kept folding his so arms. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you uh, you can actually probably find that on Facebook. Yeah, it's it's on my Facebook page. Yeah. And did you guys did you guys play like at school functions or, did you play <laughs> or anything? We, or? we tried. We we <laughs> we tried out for the high school talent assembly, <laughs> and we we played an original song that we all wrote, and we had one teacher that scored us so low. Mrs. Hode? Mrs. Hode, that we, she was our, our mythology teacher. Oh, yes. So we did not make the talent assembly because she said we were too, too loud. Yeah. yeah, every time I see Back to the Future and, and, and uh, Huey Lewis tells Marty he's too dang loud, I think about that. It's like, oh, my God, that's what Mrs. Hode said. You guys are just too dang loud. Well, yeah. yeah it's a rock oh, that is funny. And, and, and the song, rock and roll is. Yeah, yeah, and the song that we did was called Midnight Dreamin'. Midnight Dreamin'. Yeah, I still know it, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That was that's, a good, cool. that's a good song. It is a good song. You know, yeah. you ought to still get together and release that record. It sounds good. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, my son is, is really big into music. He's been taking piano since he was five years old. And I've often thought it would be cool if he could, if he could do something with it. And I actually got permission from Staten a long time ago to you know let him try to do something but you know cool you know nowadays cool. he's all into whatever cardi b or oh, yeah. black montana or whoever i'm like oh my god anyway <laughs> when he grows up maybe maybe we'll let him play with it we'll see yeah we'll see but yeah a lot of music back then yeah that's awesome good times yeah fun fun stuff um anything else any other big uh, memories um Christmases or shopping or you know guys so it's so weird you know there was no internet there was how do we how do we survive I don't know internet? how we it's just weird <laughs> well and we, we we didn't know what we didn't have you guys uh, yeah you can't miss what you didn't know you didn't have yeah that's true what about television like in the early 70s did you guys have more than three channels on your television no no, no in fact in my okay. book I actually talk about it. I say we had we had ABC CBS and NBC we had those three stations then we had a public station, Channel 7. Then we had a local station, Channel 11. And we oh. had one other local station, Channel 13. That was it, those five channels. Oh, yeah. Or six, whatever. You had, you had two more than us. <laughs> yeah, and, and after, you know, after 11 o'clock, the, 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 um, the, that circle with the numbers in it came yeah. up, you know? Yeah. And they everybody work. went to bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I talk, about, I talk about how 
it was kind of cool when the Jerry Lewis telethon was on every year. Oh, yeah, Labor Day. that was the one time the station would stay on all night long, and we'd try and see if we could stay up all night long to watch it, you know. That is funny. Yeah. Never did. And, you know, of course, back then, you guys know this, too. You watched TV when it was on, and you didn't have a you couldn't watch something later. You couldn't record yeah, and watch you, it later. If you, you missed it, you missed it. it. Yeah, that's what I always tell you, you people. Didn't, you didn't replay the following week before the show. Like you know, sometimes they do that now. If you miss a yeah uh, one of the shows, you know, two hours before that, you can watch last week's. And yeah, TV was totally different back well, that, then. Yeah, and, and that's you know, <laughs> I bring that up. When we were kids. If you had to go to church and you had to miss The Grinch or Charlie Brown Christmas or Rudolph, yep. you missed yep. it for a year. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's crazy talk. <laughs> I know. And those were things that, like, those were part of life. You had to see those every year. Oh, yeah. Like, I still watch them. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, stu- oh, I, I oh, can't yeah. miss them. I just, I can't miss them. My, my family thinks I'm creepy, but they buy me all kinds of Charlie Brown stuff because I continue to watch them every year. <laughs> Uh, that's great great yeah we also were talking about uh movies you know in the theaters like Mm. um if you didn't see a movie in the theater yeah you you didn't didn't see it it. because there was no such thing as dvr vhs even you know at that time oh yeah yeah if if you had the chance to potentially see it on tv if they if they ever showed it on tv in fact i remember one time camelot was playing on tv and we haven't seen it for years and years since it's been in the theater so we watched it on TV, and, and in the middle of a song, they went to commercial because, well, you know, the guy's pushing the button. Commercial time! Oh, wow. I don't care about what you're watching. And it's just, oh. you know, so not only did you not see it in the theater, you didn't see it presented very well because when you did watch it, it was all chopped up. Well, yeah, it'd be years not later. Like today. <laughs> yeah, it'd be years later, too. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. I get, it kind of made it I new mean, again. Though. I think another thing that, that I talk about in my book that I really enjoyed was toys back Ah. then and how simple toys were Mm -hmm. you know and how we we made so much use out of so little and had hours and hours and hours of fun of it fun with them yo-yos and then what and then what we didn't have we made up you know we didn't have lightsabers but we held sticks and you know swimming with each other like they were swords you know and yeah and uh there's just a lot of i think again a lot of creativity came out of that that the kids don't have to. They don't have to imagine as much anymore. They have to make things up anymore. They're they're they they end up being what things are now, as opposed to back then. You had to use imagination. You know. Yeah, it's kind of scary when you think about it. Yeah, here, one of the coolest things that I did, and I, I love it till this day, is I in the house that I lived in for a lot of the '70s. It was a two-story house, and I had the upstairs to myself, which was a bedroom with a playroom and a bathroom and a walk, a huge walk-in closet. And so what I would do is I had a lot of Hot Wheels track and a couple of wow. other tracks, and I would stick all of those tracks together in this room and build my own freaking roller coaster. <laughs> and so what I would do is I would start the Hot Wheels track as high as I could, and I would race marbles. The marbles were the roller coaster. I didn't have, you know, I didn't send cars down them, but it was marbles. And so we would build the most eccentric roller coasters out of all this track. And then even sometimes we would put little things and, and it would almost, we'd almost build like a mini amusement park and have all these cool things going. But man, I could remember building, it seemed like miles of, of these marble courses that, that I basically called roller coasters. I can still smell Hot Wheels tracks. They had a, uh, they had a funny smell, yeah. especially when they wow. were new. That's crazy. That is so cool. <laughs> Loved it. And then, and another thing that we talked, I think 
I don't know that we've done an actual episode on it, but in the 70s, Staten, the kid that had the trampoline, I don't know, we, I, a church was having a, a haunted maze at one time, and we, we got this wild idea. So we all started, we would build cardboard box mazes. His dad would give us the garage for about two months from September to the end of October. And so we would go hunting boxes all over town. We're talking, we would drag coffin boxes home and refrigerator boxes. And, and wow. we, we would build these eccentric mazes in his garage that would go from one room to another and we would tape them together. And we would spend literally six weeks putting this maze together. And then on Halloween night, we would stand out in front of the house, and when kids would come by to get candy, we'd say, hey, do you guys want to go through our haunted maze? Well, heck, yeah, back in the 70s, yeah, you know, there wasn't anything to be scared of. Yeah. And we would right. have these kids going through our maze. And well, what was, was, what was scary is, is the garage was way back, set way back. So yeah. you'd have to walk down this really long, dark driveway. Which, which we would have leaf piles that look like gra- a graveyard. And oh so, yeah, so these kids would walk down this dark, scary driveway to get to the garage, then to go through the maze. Today, you kids wouldn't do that. They'd be oh, like, no. I'm not going down there. Yeah. I'll get I'll get kidnapped. Oh, parents and, wouldn't let them in a, in a no. heartbeat, but oh, no. it was so cool. Oh, yeah, and so you, oh, and the kids would be crawling awful. through there, and you'd stick your hand in the in a hole in the box and freak out the little kids, and <laughs> good times. <laughs> it was, I, I, yeah, I just wish we could bottle that and somehow sell it. Mm. it. It was so cool. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that is really neat. What a great idea to use a whole garage like that. Yeah. It was so cool. That, and again, we, had, we must have had the, we had the best parents, I swear, in the whole world, because yeah. his dad gave up that garage for, the, for, for two months, and we got to do whatever we wanted. You know, we just had to clean it up at the end. Yeah. And yep. So. Yep. Yeah, it's so Pitt cool, Pitt. again, you know, that, that's such a um, uh, constructive, imaginative thing that you guys go were involved in, you know, um, that you – Things we did back then, we just we just we just made things and we did things and we had fun doing that type of stuff as opposed to just playing something that was given with something that was given to us. Yeah. Oh, we like, like converting our bicycles. Yeah. 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 We had we had we, we like you we had the banana seat, yep. monkey bar or what you know uh, the, those bikes and we sissy bars sissy bars sissy bar yeah we about what mid. Mid to late 70s, we stripped them all down, spray painted them all black, put huffy tires on them and huffy seats and pads and turned them into BMX bikes. <laughs> they weren't oh, really. Wow. Yeah. 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 They weren't really, but that's all we, we couldn't afford. Yeah, them. we couldn't afford the expensive BMS right. bikes. Yeah, that's, that's the way you make it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we converted all of our – so we even Staten, he'd go down to Texas for a couple of weeks every summer to his family's, and he had the green – what was that we decided? Like a green – Schwinn something and he had yeah. kind of trashed it and so we we took his even and stripped it down and painted it black put huffy tires on it and he came back and had this completely brand new bike and and i kind of remembered that we had done it and so we called him one night when we were doing the episode on bikes and uh we said hey staten tell us what you remember about your bike and he told that exact same story and i was like yes he did you know for, we all did remember for it. once our memories were right exactly yeah <laughs> That's that's kind of iffy. Used to double four cars too. Oh so yeah, be I did that. We call it California choppers. You know, it'd mm-hmm. be way out in front. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I did. I don't know. Did Curtis? No, did no, you were the only one that did that. Yeah, yeah. You chop the front end off of a, a an old bicycle and you just hammer them on with a hammer and yeah. <laughs> yep. you pray they don't fall off. Yeah. <laughs> and then you find out how much the steering is different when you go to take a car. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You got to plan that. You kind of yeah. It, <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. And after a while, you're like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good times. I won't tell the story about when Curtis made me ruin my brand new speedometer. Yeah. No, let's don't tell that story. Oh, yeah. We, we, we got to tell it. We, we, I think we've already told it, but we, we haven't told it with Daryl. Oh, Daryl hadn't heard it. So one day. You know, a speedometer on your bike. Oh yeah, the speedometer. Well, it was the coolest thing. You know, we we tried to accessorize yeah, yeah. them. So I had the speedometer on the bike, and it, what it, how it worked was the speedometer clamped to your handlebar. And there was a cable that went down to the front wheel, and there was a little. Uh, you took the wheel off, and you put this little. Um, oh, no, it's like a sprocket thing that that the wheel turned, and it you know, it, it was connected to the cables, which you know, made the cable spin. Yeah, you know, that's how you it read your your how fast you were going. And I was so proud of this. So I'm riding my bicycle over to, to I think it was to your house over on on Grant, and um, they were over there, and I was I was standing, I was showing it off, and I think I remember I was kind of standing, had the front wheel up in there, and I was just kind of standing there, and then we were talking about something else, and for some reason Curtis is like, "Hey, spin your handlebars around," so I just you know turned them, you know how you could just spin your handlebars around, yeah. and then yeah. and I started spinning around, he goes. Do it again. I kept doing it. Kept and, I, doing. and I was watching the cable start winding every time he did it. I forgot about it. <laughs> All of a sudden, they start laughing. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, shit. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it really, it's brand new. He still owes me a speedometer. Yeah, it, to it, it, it ripped the cable out of the speedometer. <laughs> yeah, it broke it. I couldn't, yeah. So I got to drive it like two miles or whatever it was from my house to his house. So I'm scarred. Yeah, I, I, re- I remember our bikes were kind of like, you know, our phones and that the people yeah. have now. I mean, oh, you yeah. always had your bike. Mm-hmm. You always rode your bike. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'd know where the group of kids were because all the bikes were in one place. Oh, yeah, piled up in the yard. It is yeah. so funny, yeah. yeah. And then if you, you know, maybe you'd, you'd bike someplace and you'd be, you know, hanging out just looking at clouds and stuff, so you'd lay the bike on its side and use the seat as a headrest. And, you know, we just we just made use of them in every way. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were like our, our horse to a cowboy, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, and, they, and they were all a little different. If you ever rode somebody else's bike, it's like really weird, like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. You, got, you, you got used to the pedals and the, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I used to always, seems like I'd end up with a broken pedal, but I knew how to <laughs> lift my foot you know correctly but if you weren't used to it you couldn't ride it yeah Yeah. i mean you get used to your your bike did did you guys uh have skidding contests too oh yeah yeah. oh yeah make the longest skid oh talk about wearing out a tire really quick oh yeah i know oh yeah (laughs) i forgot all about that yeah we used to love that yeah i know those are fun times yeah here's something that i want to throw out there real quick um because it was it's probably one of the coolest gifts I've ever had in my 55 years you know so in what year did was that 1977 maybe around 1977 we had the our whole gang was hanging out and there was this one block where we always played the game of musculins and it centered around a church on the corner of this block because it was the best play had a lot of bushes so we would hide there we were playing musculins but one afternoon, we had overtaken this church, and the sidewalk's in front of it, and we were riding our bikes and our skateboards, and one of our friends showed up with an 8-millimeter camera and started filming. Now, none of us remember this, and so he filmed, you know, whatever, maybe 10 minutes worth of us jumping on our skateboards, jumping in these bushes, pretending, acting like we were beating one of the, you know, we were actually like filming a little movie and all of this stuff. And so, and we're, I'm talking 1977. So what happens is about probably two months ago, I get this email from this kid. He's, he's, he moved away in grade school 
and and left Enid, and then I saw him maybe once in college, and then we lost contact, and then we reconnected over Facebook uh, the past couple of years. Well, his I guess maybe his family members died, and he got left with all of these boxes and stuff, and he took all of their stuff and got it developed. And so all of a sudden, I get this message from him on Facebook about a month and a half ago and says, hey, look what I found. And it is this video, this eight millimeter, he turned into video from 1977, which I, none of us remember even filming, (laughs) but here all of a sudden I've got us in those, those funky running shoes. We're in our shorts up to our balls. Yeah. The pockets Uh, hanging out. Pockets hanging out. We've got our Grintech plastic skateboards. We're jumping in these bushes. And so anyway, I want to invite everybody. If you go to Curtis Tucker, on Facebook, um, go to my videos, and I think I don't think my account's private or anything. I think even if you're not my friend, if you're listening to this, you should be able to get on there. Look at my videos and find that video, and you, it's just the coolest '70s video because oh, yeah. it's us playing, riding skateboards, doing all that wow. goofy stuff. Our hair, our clothes. It was. It's just so stinking cool. And I like I tell people. I'd have paid a million bucks for that. If somebody said, "Hey, if I could go back in time <laughs> yeah. and make a video yeah. of you guys in the '70s playing, would yeah. you? Would you? What would you pay for it?" Yeah. I'd be like, "Dude, I'd pay a million bucks for that." And then all of a sudden, here oh, it came man. out of nowhere. Yeah. It, oh, Bruce. So cool. What a, you're right. What an incredible gift. It, it's <laughs> the coolest thing. So you. So if anybody's wondering the stuff that we talk about, it literally is West Broadway in Enid, Oklahoma, on the block that we played. Musclins on that we rode our bikes that we did all that stuff and all the kids in a, in a lot of these stories that we tell you guys on the 70s buzz podcast a lot of those characters are in this video so um wow. i recommend everybody get on there and check it out so check i think you guys out. will have fun for awesome, uh, man well daryl i you know we've taken up just about an hour of your precious time so um Let's, uh, I guess, reiterate um, where we can find the book and, and all that stuff, and, and uh, we'll send everybody to get a copy of your book. Because I think, literally, everybody that listened to this podcast, you're going to love this book. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, so again, the name is just My 70s Book, and it's uh, number 70, so it's M-Y-7-0-S Book, My 70s Book. And uh, you can get it. Uh, I have a website. If you type that in, if you just type that in, mysomebodiesbook.com, that'll take you to my website. Or you can go, I think it's uh, available on Amazon also. But, um, uh, yeah, you can purchase it right there. And um, I've really enjoyed this. This has been great bringing back memories. And, awesome. and uh, I really appreciate this opportunity. Hey, yeah, and, uh, we, you know, no reason we can't talk again in the, in the future. Yeah, you've yeah. already given me a, another topic for we're going to do vacation and riding cars for probably our oh, next yeah. episode because we hadn't really done that. So, write, write so that we down. may be calling you up for some other ideas. Or what we may do is get into a topic that we know is coming up and we may shoot you an email and say, hey, Daryl, we're going to be talking about this. Would you like to you know, sit in with us? Because we've got another guy that sits in every now and then that also grew up in the 70s. He wasn't in our in our gang but yeah. it's kind of fun having that out, especially with you, somebody that didn't live in our area of the country. It's kind of fun to get that different perspective every now and then. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would be more than happy to do that and would be honored to be able to be involved. Cool. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah, so, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, we will Thank let you, you so out much, of here. Chris and Todd. I really have appreciated it. Yeah, yeah, good luck. All right. Okay, thanks, Daryl. Take care, man. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Wow, that was cool as heck, man. Yeah. Okay. 
buzz heads. We hope you appreciated that. What we're going to try to do, I think, is have guests on every now and then. We're, we're actually really going to try to hunt down some celebrities, musicians, sports, whoever that, that was influential or big in the 70s. We're going to try to get some interviews with them as well because we are, we've, we've covered a lot of 70s topics. And yeah. so we want to incorporate some more interviews and stuff. So uh, be sure and go to iTunes and leave us a review. And we need to... Uh we need to read those. You I found know. some reviews the other day that yeah. that, that were kind of lost in the interweb, and yeah, you, I'll refine them and we'll read those. Yeah, so yeah, we'll read, read your reviews, and and again, if it's a negative review, we don't mind. We'll oh, no, we'll read we'll, it as well because we you know again, please remember, uh, like like I, what's so cool about Daryl is it's his seventies book exactly. This is our seventies podcast. It's not a historical <laughs> podcast. It's what we remember, which yeah. is different than what some other people remember. Yeah, yeah. And that's when you should, you know, put your input in. Says, well, this is how I remember it, and you guys are totally wrong. Yeah, and if you would like to be on our show, oh please, uh, Buzz at BuzzheadMedia.com. Please contact us, and we will uh, try to set up and get you on the show. If you have a topic for us to talk about, please uh, send us Buzz at BuzzheadMedia.com. Um, show suggestions. If you would like to advertise, if there's somebody out there what? that is about to open a dispensary. <laughs> what what better podcast the could buzz. you advertise on than the seventies buzz. buzz podcast? So um, so if you're going to be selling some bud out there, CBD oil or something like that, uh, contact us. We'll get mm-hmm. you as a sponsor on the show or anybody else out there. So we appreciate you guys. We love you guys for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this show. I know it's gone a little longer than usual, nah. but uh, we're gonna get out of here. She reader, see ya.